We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Good morning and welcome. It is 8.07. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show. Hour number three underway. Greg Cassidy is in the house as well. Your time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always... Yes! Welcome to it. Trash Talking Tuesday, thanks to Florence Recycling. And joining us right now, uh, he is the ivermectin menace. He's banned in 34 states. He's in the top three of Dr. Fauci's I Hate You list. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Dr. John. How you doing, sir? <laughs> Great intro. Wow, I feel like this is the World Wrestling Federation or something. I <laughs> come out of my corner. Oh, my gosh. Well, those, these two cops that escorted me out of Sarasota both looked like they could be wrestlers. I, my goodness, it was quite a, a situation last Tuesday in Sarasota at Sarasota Memorial Hospital. So, uh, so you you're all over, uh, like made the rounds on uh, YouTube. I think you were on uh, Instagram, Facebook. Um, I said I know that guy, and um, but the Associated Press is coming out and saying uh, you weren't kicked out for talking about ivermectin. Yeah, you know, I it's uh, I twittered. I you know, I, I'm now in the world of Twitter. It's an interesting thing because when five over five million people see something, that's exactly the number we're looking at. It, 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 someone said you need to get on Twitter. So my tweet last night, which three hundred thousand people have looked at, was basically, you know, why was I forcibly marched down two hallways to the exit of a hospital and told to get my car and leave the hospital premises? You know, was it because I pose a safety risk, which is what the AP report said. That I reported, you know, they thought I was a safety risk to the board members, or was it because I pointed out that by denying life-saving treatments to patients with COVID, people died, and not only did they die, they died alone, isolated, with no loving support from their family members, chaplains, priests. Okay, I pointed that out. Clearly, they shut me down. Instead of having a nice conversation with me. They were fairly hostile, other than one really nice board member. And so here's the deal. I haven't been to a hospital board meeting ever. I've been in a lot of hospital meetings, but not a board. Before I left to take a two-and-a-half-hour drive back to Ocala from Sarasota, mind you, I canceled the whole slate of patients just to drive there, and they gave me three minutes. Um, and before I left, I went over to the nice board member who was the closest, and I knelt and I just whispered. I said, thank you for your support. And that's when the police action ensued. And it was beyond the pale what happened at that point i mean i i my wife was sitting in the audience i couldn't they they weren't gonna let me go back to get my stuff i said i need to at least get my stuff and then two very large men take me outside the door which nobody got on video because they wouldn't let the the camera guy get out there and they just he just said start walking and i'm like where am i walking to and i literally they they marched me down one hall and a second hallway and exactly as i said and i'm, I'm and then finally to the street corner because i couldn't get my car because my wife had the car keys i said they said well you need to get off the hospital premises and onto that street corner so this is how they treated a doctor who drove two and a half hours and actually with an olive branch i told them they're an excellent hospital but guys sarasota memorial is no different than any other hospital in our country or possibly even the world they all mismanaged horribly and they still do mind you 
COVID patients. Um, but it was particularly horrible during the Delta waves and the Alpha waves when people were isolated, getting experimental remedies and being denied other treatments. And all we're asking is for them to have a conversation with us. They're, they're afraid we're going to sue them out of existence. But in reality, what we're really looking for is legislative action in the state of Florida that says these hospitals should not be immune from legal action when they're taking our loved ones and isolating them and refusing visitation rights and then administering remedies such as remdesivir, which were not proven and ultimately found to be more harmful than helpful, and denying remedies like ivermectin, which we saw saved thousands of lives. Well, they, you know, they make it sound like you are threatening to one of the board members. You you whispered, hey, thanks for your support. I, I thought for sure, if, you know, you got into words with somebody and you were screaming and yelling and running at him saying, call me Dr. Jack and I'll kill you. I thought you were doing like a Kevorkian thing. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I mean, that particular board member texted me right after. She said, I'm so sorry I didn't get a chance to get a picture with you. She was so supportive of me. She'd actually come to the COVID summits up here. And, and she was wonderful. But I actually literally only must have been not even 10 seconds of a conversation. And I would have gladly gone right back to my seat or, as I was planning to do, leave and come back here to Ocala. But they didn't give me an option. And, uh, and honestly... The deal is this. The board member who is the most hostile actually signaled security into action when she saw me go over to, to the other board member who was closest to us. It was like a police action, honestly. And the way these guys handle it, it's no wonder that cops, you know, sometimes get a, a, well, a bad rap because I just said to them, I'm a doctor. Why are you treating me like this? It I was mean, done It was done purposely to make a point to embarrass you, a doctor who had probably never been treated that way. That's an out-of-control uh, board member who is uh, trying to be all-powerful. That's it's all you we we know what part of the problem is you've got the government wrapped up in the medical system and they're both wrapped up with the pharmaceutical companies and that's a bad combination for patients it's a, what's a really a bad thing for patients is that hospitals have become downright tyrannical um and they've become employers of the hospital of the doctors the hospitalists the specialists the emergency they they have now complete control. As one CEO said it's, it, to me here in Florida, I expect my doctors to be lockstep with us in hospital policy. You know, you started out the segment on gun control. What was it that Hitler did with the medical profession before, before you know, World War II? He made sure his doctors were lockstep with him in terms of his policy. I've been to Auschwitz. The most fascinating and, and tragic and upsetting part of Auschwitz for me was looking at all the human experimentation that's on the side. No one was even looking at it when I was on the tour, but I went around the side and saw all the experiments that they were doing with twin Jews and with this and that. And anyway, this is how easily the medical profession can be co-opted to achieve another agenda. So, you know, we have got to recognize that doctors need to be independent in their thinking and be critical thinkers. And if we don't get the voices of independent doctors um, heard, and not shut down, which is what this hospital wanted to do. Then you know, there's no hope for the for the for patients in hospitals. That's for sure. Well, I mean, here's the thing: we're out of the woods, so to speak, with COVID. It's not disappeared, but we're out of the woods. Here's where we can sit down and have a discussion with cooler heads. The energy department coming out saying, "Look, we've got great intelligence. Says probably was a leak from the Wuhan lab. They're going to have to be more open to at least having some sort of dialogue and debate." You'd think now would be the time to have it, but you're you're mentioning just mentioning ivermectin at a meeting and you rub people wrong so hard that they had you thrown out that's frightening yeah yeah it's frightening it's disappointing it's all the above it's just really that that we 
have they have gone so much there was financial there were financial incentives from the very beginning with covid and sometimes you you can't help but believe that this was a setup i mean that there were too way too many instant billionaires with these vaccines instant billionaires with the remdesivir you know and and these covid protocols so there are other things going on that will probably never fully come to light in our lifetime maybe but but no there's stuff going on that they wouldn't allow a cheap medication like ivermectin to be administered to patients without me being, you know, being having to sneak it in. And then, you know, and, and again, if the hospital board chairperson had just said to me, Dr. Tell, thank you for driving all the way here from Ocala. Is there anything you can share with us that might help to diffuse, diffuse the situation, to enlighten us? Instead of treating me like public enemy number one, it would have been a wonderful moment for Sarasota Memorial Hospital. And I'm just going to encourage every other hospital to do the same. You know, just kind of have these open conversations because there are doctors on the staffs at Shands, and at, at North Florida Regional and down here in Ocala that agree with me 100%, but they cannot say anything. They're the ones who called me when they were sick or their parents were sick with COVID and they needed medication, but they couldn't bring it up at a hospital medical staff meeting. Well, know, we I mean, look, part of that was the government basically leveraging, hey, if you don't follow us lockstep and get all your folks vaccinated there at the hospital, you're going to lose two, I think, up to two billion dollars in in uh, monies that were coming into just UF Shands alone. Two billion dollars you'll lose if you don't do this. No. Oh, my gosh. You follow the money and follow the power and you hit that nail right on. I could give you all the numbers about these CDC protocols, but. You know, everybody seems to be aware of that now. This is like they're aware of the Wuhan lab. We need doctors who are not under the thumb of the hospitals to get out of the shadows and speak clearly. And hopefully young doctors in training will do that. And, and by the way, i got to tell you this real quick. Please think about Steve Piles for legislature. We only have one doctor in Tallahassee right now out of 160. And we had a half dozen of our founding fathers were doctors. But we need more independent voices in Tallahassee because I'm really not talking about legal action. I'm talking about legislative action. Because right now, even our great governor has, in effect, a bill which allows hospitals to get away with murder. It's, dipl- it's immunity that he's given them. He says he's going to let it expire sometime in June, but we have no guarantees of that. So it's really uh, the case where the public deserves to have some say in how their loved ones are treated. And I, I'll tell you, when I heard people walking out of that meeting saying how great these hospitals did because one of my two parents survived and I couldn't see the one in the hospital, I said, that's not a good track record. We need to do better. Absolutely. Dr. John, always a pleasure. Let's keep in touch, my friend. Always a pleasure to be with you. God bless you. Stay well. All right. God bless you and your family as well. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.